Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, are you counting down the days? Have you already mentally checked out with visions of sugar plums dancing in your heads? Or perhaps more appropriately, with visions of gifts and parties and vacation dancing in your head? You all might be eagerly awaiting the celebration of next weekend. But this weekend, this weekend is for me. I am an Advent person. I love the mood and the hymnody of the Advent season, so much so that when I got to sit down and plan out this service, pick out all the hymns, I was... Well, I was like a little kid on Christmas morning. I don't know why I like this Advent season so much, but I think it's because it ties so well to the season around us. You know, the days are growing shorter. It's cold and it's dark. And we're all just kind of sitting around waiting for sun and warmth for a reason to celebrate. And the hymns seem to embody this so well. It's like the original hymn writers sat down on a cold, dark night of Grafton winter and they penned the lyrics. It's beautiful. Yes, this time of the church year is my time. I am an Advent person. But there's a little difficulty with being an Advent person because, you see, I live in a Christmas world. For months now, people have been setting their sights on Christmas. Stores got out their Christmas displays back in the early fall. Netflix has been running Christmas movies since early November. The radio's been playing Christmas songs since well before Thanksgiving. And a certain new pastor here at St. Paul may or may not have been excitedly belting out Christmas songs back in late October. Yes, I live in a Christmas world. I would love to turn on the radio and hear the hymns that we sang tonight, Savior of the Nations Come or Come, O Come, Emmanuel. But alas, all I hear is Wham! and Mariah Carey. While I truly do have no issue with people getting a jump start on their Christmas excitement, I do want to slow down tonight and focus on Advent one last time. For God's people, the church from ancient times until now really is an Advent people, a people waiting, a people hoping. A people in the midst of a dark, cold world. A people eagerly awaiting the light. A people begging Jesus to come. We are an Advent people. Old Testament Israel was certainly an Advent people. They were oppressed, broken, and downtrodden. They were tired and worn. They were running out of hope. 
far removed from the glory days of King David and King Solomon. They had endured generation after generation of horrible, awful kings. The kind of kings that God had warned them about through the prophet Samuel before they asked for a king. These horrible kings brought with them instability, moral decline, false worship, and the threat of foreign invasion. And as God's advent people, as the children of Israel saw it all slipping away, the prophet Isaiah comes with an advent message for an advent people. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. A self-evident message when the children of Israel were crossing the Red Sea or when David was striking down Goliath with a stone. But now when it was all falling apart, God with us, really? That was a message that took some faith. That was a message that took hope, hope in the God who keeps his promises. In the dark, cold night of Israelite suffering, the people waited and they waited for Messiah. Can you hear their voices? Can you hear them singing out these Advent hymns? Can you hear them joining with us and crying out, O come, O come, Emmanuel! and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here. That is the hymn of an Advent people, a people waiting in the dark, a people waiting for Messiah, a people like ancient Israel. Fast forward some 700 years, and the people were still waiting in the dark. They were still waiting for Messiah. They were still waiting for God to keep his promise. They were still an Advent people. What's the longest that you have ever had to wait for a promise to be fulfilled? It's the longest you've ever had to wait. A few weeks, a few years, a couple decades maybe. Whatever the number is, it can't compare to the weight of Israel, this Advent people waiting for God to finally keep his promise and send the Messiah. You know, I wonder what the scene was like in heaven. When the Lord Almighty said, all right, now is the time. Let's go. Gabriel, go to Mary. Go to Joseph. I have a message for them. It's time. It's time for Advent to give way to Christmas. You know, the beautiful thing of our gospel text from Matthew chapter 1 is that it demonstrates that God keeps his promises. And that the faithful waiting of his Advent people is not in vain. It's rewarded. For after the angel tells Joseph about the origins and purpose of Mary's pregnancy, verses 22 and 23 of Matthew 1 say this, 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know, it's as if Matthew is breaking into the text and shouting at the people, Hey, you Advent people, look! Your hope is not in vain. Messiah is here. He comes. God has heard your ancient cry. He has answered your ancient song. Rejoice! Rejoice! Emmanuel has come to thee, O Israel. Joseph, meanwhile, takes the angel's message to heart. He remains committed to Mary, and the two go to the city of David, where Mary gives birth to a son. And just like that, in a crowded animal shelter, in the quiet, unassuming town of Bethlehem, just like that, Advent gives way to Christmas. Emmanuel is here. He has arrived, and it's time to celebrate. It is Christmas time. What we're all looking forward to a week from now, Christmas is here. You know, I don't think we often take enough time to appreciate how fortunate we are to live in the age of Christmas. How blessed are we that we get to look back and see how God kept his promise and sent Jesus. We don't have to wait around. We don't have to wonder when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. No, we get to look back and see that it did happen. And so we get to sing out those cold and longing hymns of Advent that I love so much, but we also get to sing out the bright and joyful hymns of Christmas. We get to sing, come thou long expected Jesus, while we also get to sing, joy to the world, the Lord is come. What an advantage we have over the people of Isaiah's day. What a time to be alive. Yes, we are still an Advent people. We still wait. We wait for Christ to return to make the darkness light for all of eternity. But we are Advent people living in a Christmas world. While we wait for Christ to return, we also get to rejoice that Christ came. We get to live in both of these realities at once. We yearn and we wait, but we also rejoice and rest assured. We struggle with the darkness of our own day, but we also get to live in the knowledge and conviction that the light comes, that the light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it. What a powerful thing to be Advent people in a Christmas world. But dear brothers and sisters, there are far too many people out there who do not get to enjoy these realities. There are far too many people out there who are commercially Christmas people in a Christless world. They neither wait and hope for Christ's return, nor do they rejoice in his first coming. 
And they get an empty high this time of year on gifts and social interactions, peppy music. But then they come crashing down. They are hopeless people in a miserable world. And for these people, God is with us so that we may be a reflection of God for them. We, the church, are called to incarnate the presence of God for our communities to be lights shining in the darkness so that they may see our good deeds and give glory to our Father in heaven. Through your acts of mercy, through your acts of love, through your acts of hospitality, God is declaring to the world around you, Christmas is here. Emmanuel is here. God is with you. So we pray for the Spirit to strengthen us so that we may embody the watchful hope of Advent, and the confident joy of Christmas so that those people who are still lost out there in the darkness, that they may also come to be Advent people in a Christmas world. This time of year, while you're with your families, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, with that stranger you meet in the airport or in the grocery store, share with them the Christ who came and who is coming again. Share with them the hope of Advent and the peace of Christmas. Share with them the God who keeps his promises and who has one big promise yet to fulfill. And while we do all that, I am going to soak up every last bit of Advent that I can. Because the day is coming when Advent is history. It's going to be over forever. No more cold darkness. No more moody hymns begging for Jesus to come. No more waiting and expectation. Advent is almost over. Our eternal Christmas is coming soon. Friends, let the countdown begin. Amen. Please stand.